Welcome to A History of the Inca. Episode 32, Conflict in Koyasuyu. Hello everyone and welcome once again to A History of the Inca. I am your host, Nick Mashinsky. Just a few announcements before we get started today. First, the Spanish version of the podcast is now out. Alicia and Jason have done a fantastic job on the first couple episodes, and I highly recommend them. If you know anyone who perhaps uses Spanish as their first language, suggest that they check out the Spanish version of the show. Or maybe you've been wanting to work on your own Spanish abilities. Why not listen to episode 2 in both languages? Practice your listening comprehension, perhaps. I'm really excited that the podcast is now out in the world in Spanish, and I think it will bring in a wider audience to the show. Because the more people who know about the Inca, the better. I'm really looking forward to more episodes coming out, like next week. Episode 3, Los Moche. I also want to give a quick thanks to James Brewer. James is not a patron of the show. However, they are the first person to donate to the show through our website, ahistoryoftheinca.wordpress.com. And so I thought James deserves some recognition for that. If you head to the website, go to this episode, and scroll down to the bottom, you'll find an image of Pachacamac and a place to donate a dollar to the show. Now you can donate more than $1 to the show. Feel free to donate as many dollars as you'd like. But if everyone who has listened to just a single episode of this podcast donate a dollar to the show, this podcast would be set for years to come. So if you can, please do what James did and donate to the show. And thank you. Now then, last time we discussed a rebellion that arose in Andasuyu, possibly the result of a refusal to provide palm wood for the Korikansha, but more likely due to the transfer of power from Pachacuti to Tupac Inca Yupanqui. Tupac was able to quell that rebellion, though the terrain and conditions of the region made it fairly difficult for the Inca to come out on top. However, while celebrating his triumph, Tupac received word that another quarter of Tawatin Suyu was in rebellion, Koyasuyu. So let us look at what happened in Koyasuru as Tupac assembles his forces, preparing to march south. Enjoy. So here we are, some time after Tupac has come to power now, and we have another region of the empire in rebellion against the Inca. We are unsure of how long Tupac was on campaign in Andasuyu. It was likely a fair bit of time. Thus, Koyasuyu rising up over the transfer of power from Pachacuti to Tupac is a little unlikely. So, what happened? Of course, we don't know for sure, but we do have a story from Sarmiento de Gamboa. According to his account, the soldier 
Kokiri of Koya deserted the army while it was on campaign in Andasuyu. He returned to the Koya in Koyasuyu, claimed that Tupac had died while on campaign in the dark jungle of the Amazon. He proclaimed himself Pachkutek Inca and raised the area in rebellion. After learning about this latest rebellion, one could expect Tupac to quickly pack up and head south. But that did not happen. Instead, the Sapa Inca seemingly took his time. In fact, he took the next two months to get ready. So what was he doing? First, Tupac named some governors to the three other quarters of the empire. I won't bother you with their names, but I will say that Uturanku Akachi, the brother and general of Tupac during the Andasuyu campaign, was named Karaka of that very quarter of the empire. And I do believe I called him Uturanku Akak at one point last week by mistake. It is Uturanku Akachi. Yamki Yupanki was once again declared governor of Cusco. However, Sopono Yupanki was named as a backup governor should Yamki die while Tupac was out on campaign. This shows us that Yamki was getting up there in age, and Tupac was concerned about the capital should the worst happen. It also shows Tupac's trust in Sopono to fill that role and remain loyal to him. Next, Tupac had to reassemble his army. Remember, the Inca didn't have a standing army at all times, and they brought new troops in based on the agrarian cycle and the Mita service. The army that campaigned in Andesuyu was likely disbanded not long after it returned to Cusco. Thus, when an army of 100,000 was assembled and the proper sacrifices were performed at the capital, Tupac was finally ready to set out south. Since we did a quick revisit of Andesuyu last time, let's do a very abbreviated recap of Koyasuyu. We have been there several times in our story. was with the Tiwanaku Empire that ruled the Altiplano from the shores of Lake Titicaca. It was only in recent memory, though, that the Inca had success in Koyasuyu. Pachacuti defeated Kappa Kappa in the region to bring much of the area to heal. We covered that in episode 13. However, Koyasuyu wasn't always kind to the Inca, despite their creation story having roots in the Great Lake. Yawawakak VII Inca and Tupac's great-grandfather was murdered by captains from Kondasuyu while campaigning in Koyasuyu. Of course, we discussed that all in episodes 7 and 8. And then we have the several older brothers of Tupac who battled the Koya before Tupac was named heir as the region rebelled against Pachacuti. That was as recent as episode 21. I should mention, though, that the Inca did have a few groups on their side, namely the Kana and Kanche. But despite this, the Ayamara-speaking forces were formidable. 
The first battle took place just north of the town of Asillo, and this time there are maps depicting how the campaign played out. The Koya rebels killed many, and supposedly were even able to grab the Sapa Inca himself. However, however, Rarico Inca, an Inca captain, was able to rush in with 10,000 men, and the Koya soon released Tupac in the chaos. Afterwards, the two Inca were able to clear the way and lead a charge, rallying the other captains to charge with their forces into the enemy as well. All this forced the Koya to retreat to the town of Asillo itself, where once again they were defeated and forced to retreat to Arapa, six leagues away. Instead of pursuing the Koya immediately, Tupac went to the town of Surukota, or Soyokota. There is some confusion on the name. As I said last episode, many of the regions have had their names changed or the spelling may be a bit off. Batanzos says Surokota. Juan de Batanzos says Surokota, but no town exists of that name near Asillo. However, there is a town of, of Soyokota just to the east, in a, region in a region now called San Jose. The town has several forts surrounding it, and I am confident that this is the town and area Tupac traveled to next, as he sought to capture those fortifications. Meanwhile, the Inca captain Kamke Yupanqui went further south with about 13,000 troops to scout for any rebels in the Asangaro region that may be a threat to Tupac's rear. Tupac was able to take Surokota, or Soyokota, and the forts, but Kamke Yupanqui didn't fare as well. With so few troops for the Inca, the Koya created an ambush, killing the young captain and his forces. Tupac was victorious at Soyokota and was still gathering the spoils when he received word of this defeat at Asangaro. Taking the time to gather the spoils from Soyokota meant that the Koya had time to group up at Arapa. The town is on the northern tip of seemingly an unnamed lake, which may actually be part of Lake Titicaca, depending upon the season. Once again, the Koya had built several forts in the area, including one on an island where the only way to get there was to trek down a narrow dirt path flanked by the lake on each side. In fact, you can still see the island and path today, as well as a few other forts in the area. Despite the best efforts of the Koya, though, Tupac was able to dislodge them from their forts. Some, I'm sure, escaped. Others were not so fortunate. Now, details after Arapa are sparse. We are told that Tupac pursued the rebellious Koya to a town called Tongoche. However, I have also read that it was at the river that exits Lake Titicaca, the Desaguardero River, where Tupac met the last of the Koya. It took four days of sieging to break the Koya from their fortifications, but eventually they were defeated. The Sapa Inca rounded up all the lords who had risen against him and executed them, putting their heads 
on poles. And with Akoya defeated, the rebellion was over. Tupac has now defeated two rebellions in his short time as Sapa Inca, reasserting Inca authority over a large swath of the empire. To our knowledge, Tupac had never been this far south before, so there was only one thing left to do. See how far south he could go. A bit of a shorter episode this week, I'm afraid, and next time we won't be joining Tupac on his excursion south. First, we must make a slight detour. This was, after all, the farthest south that Tupac had ever been. Why not visit the birthplace of Inti? Next time, the Island of the Sun. (laughs) 